for a duck. Oh, yeah, they're just living their best life at the moment. Having the best time. They're hardly in the pond. I didn't even have to replace the pond water this morning because we had so much rain. It had just flushed itself out overnight. It was perfectly clean. I was like, great, done. Don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Very good. Well, welcome everybody to Foul Play. Yeah, welcome to Foul Play with your host, me, Jackie, and the beautiful Laura in camera. I'm looking at on the computer screen. Oh, yes, thank you. Take Jackie's word for it. I don't look too beautiful today. You look yeah, lovely. Tired. Oh, as always. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you. Yeah. So your ducks have been enjoying the rain. Oh, so much. What's so, been growing on in your garden? So for anyone who's listening to this at a different time or from somewhere else, just a little heads up that this is like the wettest weekend, I think, in a very long time. I don't know the official statistics, but it's very wet heavy rain and all this week has been pretty rainy here actually so Mm. I haven't needed to water the vegetables at all because it's just bucketing down and the ducks are not swimming in their pond because they've just got so many puddles under our broken gutters to swim in so they're having a wonderful time (laughs) and it's funny I think the last episode you mentioned that they um I don't know if I spoke about this just interrupt me if I did that they always look Mm. so clean like because they're white Mm -hmm. ducks they look beautiful yeah so they swim in these mucky puddles and dig around in the dirt at the bottom of the puddles for worms and slugs and things, which is great. That's what I want them to be eating. Then they come out and they're filthy, like they're just covered in mud. <laughs> and they refuse to go to bed unless they're clean, which is really I'm funny. like that. I have to have a shower before bed or I can't sleep. Yeah, I used to be like that until I had Felix. <laughs> and oh, now fair, fair. I'm just like, you know what? It's bedtime and I'm going to bed. I haven't showered in three days, but it's fine. Sleep takes priority. <laughs> the only time I can do that is when I'm camping. I'm, But I still hate it. I Actually, yeah. to be honest, when I'm camping, I try desperately to find a stream or yeah. something to shower. No, I totally get that. Yeah. So I understand yeah. how they how they feel. But the other day... Yeah. Um, it wasn't raining anymore in the afternoon. Like it stopped raining. They were all muddy. And they were just standing at the top of the ramp at the entrance to the garage, just yelling at me, like quacking. And it was bedtime. It was like, the sun is going down. You're going to get eaten by a fox if you stay out here. You better go to bed. And they're just <laughs> all muddy and gross. So I got the hose and I just hosed them off and they love. <laughs> oh, that's so like, great. They were spinning around in circles under the hose, like, wobbling their little heads back and forth and dancing. They just weird, like, putting their head up and down and trying to get the water all down their back. And then once they were satisfied that they were clean from the hose, they went to bed. It was hilarious. Oh, that's so great. And, like, you could imagine them, like, under a waterfall. You could imagine yes. ducks all being like, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> or even but, in a domestic setting under, like, an overflowing gutter or something. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. They just... They're having a wonderful time. It's perfect weather for them. So um, that's sort of what's been happening in my yard with the ducks. But they're all my trellises, because of the heavy rain, have slipped and sort of I didn't secure them in very well to begin with, but they've all sort of fallen over. So my vegetable trellis and my cucumber trellis is sort of all wonky and gross. It's not a good mm. sight out there at the moment. So I'm just um, going to seize the next lull in the rain to go out and straighten things up a bit. Mm. yeah um what about you guys what's been happening in your in your little patch of land it's really interesting isn't it because like I feel like I am much more familiar with drought gardening Mm. (laughs) 
Like I've just had more experience when there's no water. And so you're controlling the water and trying to be as water efficient as possible. Yes. Um, And that's like, Again, when we built our coop, I famously said to Johnny, it never rains in Canberra. We don't need to worry. And um, it does, apparently. And then when you make you make the coop in a terrible drought and then mm-hmm. the next year is the La Nina year, yeah. it turns out it does rain. But thankfully, we um, a lot of the, the methods we took to make more shade because we were worried about it being um so hot that they're actually yeah they're really good for rain as well which is Mm. lucky and you know obviously as people will remember from johnny's episode on the coop he does um like think through a lot of the possibilities and so Mm. we did just we were like oh well we'll make the roof like a bit longer just in Mm. case like Mm -hmm. for those very few heavy storms we do have but um my garden yeah i'm just like i'm sitting in it now looking out and certain things are thriving. Like mm-hmm. some things are just like, this is me. This is my element. Yes. Why do I normally grow in stupid droughty Canberra? Yeah. Um, like, so my little curry plant, for example, I repotted and it was, um, it was actually, I, I, I'm very silly because I thought that you weren't supposed to repot things when they were growing a lot, like mm-hmm. that you should sort of repot over winter when things are more dormant um, yeah, and not disturb them too much. I thought that as well. Is that not the case? Well, no, I think it is the case. But if you haven't repotted, like, mm-hmm. because I was waiting, I was like, oh, I should have done it over last winter, but I didn't. I'll wait till next winter. Mm-hmm. And the, the curry plant just looked so miserable. And I saw, um, Leila's curry family, my friend who bought me this one, and it was just like three times the size. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, mine is very stunted. So I repotted it and it's gone off. So I think it's like, although I'm sure you don't want to disturb the roots and mm-hmm. the growing if you can avoid it, I think it's better to replace the soil. Um, because And so since I did that, I've now repotted heaps, a heap of other plants, mm-hmm. like all my <laughs> indoor plants, and they yeah. – I've all shot new leaves and all look really happy. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's waited. like if it's if the ha- the plant is pretty healthy and it does need a bigger pot. I guess it really doesn't matter when you're going to do it if it needs that extra space. That kind of like that prompts the the risk of repotting it at a not optimum time of year. Um, yeah, and I think like the ones I was that I've repotted, it's not that they were root bound or anything, but mm. the soil just looked really depleted. Yeah, okay. Mm. And um, I like as we were talking about last last week with different fertilizers and things, I did add um more fertilizer, and I you know mm. sea salt, and I used some poo and things, but I think like the soil to root ratio was just way too high on the root. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. I don't know where the soil went. The rest mm. of it, I guess the organic matter decomposes. It ate it. The plant ate it. No, I don't yeah, actually know if that happens. <laughs> well, it, it's exactly what it looks like. It looks like mm. the curry plant ate it. Mm. But yeah, um, and the, the oh, sorry, go on. No, I just I was going to say I don't think I've ever seen a curry plant before. You'll have to post a picture of that so that we can get a sticky beak. Um, yeah, so do, I, will, like I will. A, so the leaves themselves—is that what you harvest to cook with, or? exactly so there's um there's a couple of different kinds of curry plants i think the main ones are there's like a curry leaf plant which is Mm -hmm. what i have and it's so attractive it is like Mm -hmm. a little tree with these perfect little leaves like they're the leaves you would draw if someone said to you 
draw an example of a leaf. <laughs> like it just, it's like a perfect little leaf. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also a curry bush and they're a bit mm. different, but the, the curry leaf, you know, these are sort of the ones that you buy in Indian yeah. grocers, dried mm. and things. But mine for the first time this year is fruiting. Oh, can um, you eat the fruit or? I, I, well, the fruit smells like curry. Ooh. So that's cool. I, I know that that's how you, like, that's how it reproduces. So yeah. um, you can, like, plant it and use mm-hmm. the seed. But Ooh. I will be looking up curry fruit recipes and seeing if yeah. there is anything. Yeah, I guess you could just, you know, like you said, dry out the fruit and then keep the seeds and give some to me and then I can have a curry plant too. <laughs> it would love the Shoalhaven. Yeah, yeah, it would. Well, I'll save a spot yeah. in my garden. Hint, hint, nudge, yeah. nudge. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll... um. I'll try to propagate one for you. I'll try to propagate a few. I, I did try with someone else's curry seeds, but I only mm. had two and neither worked very well. But yeah, I didn't try that hard. So I'll try a bit harder. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Cool. So yeah. you've got some things going nuts in the garden. You've repotted some stuff. How are the chooks handling the wet? I mean, your, your coop is, you know, designed by Johnny and very well thought out. So it sounds like they're all right. But what do they do? Yeah. Do they just huddle under the the undercover area yeah so they've kind of got three areas to huddle like underneath mm-hmm. the coop is the best area obviously mm-hmm. and the driest um but then also the the ramp going into the coop they oh, huddle in and yeah. then we have the extra little thing it looks a bit like a bus shelter um, <laughs> little we, we call, yeah yeah we call that the shade and they go under there as well but it's just sprinkling here at the moment and they mm-hmm. walk around in that quite happily um mm-hmm. But then, yeah, when it pours down, they never go in the coop, which I just find crazy. When like, it's raining. You could go in this. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's super dry. Yeah. Really cozy. Mm-hmm. Why won't you go in there? Mm. But Weirdos. I guess that's their bed. Yeah, yeah. It's like us going into bed in the middle of the yeah. day. Sounds pretty good. But, you know, <laughs> got chicken yeah. in there. Well, they, so. they go in there to lay, but um, they never just mm. hang out, which I guess is, is probably – good but um it just shows they want to be a bit free range right like they don't want to stay yeah. inside they yeah. want to be outside yeah that makes sense totally speaking um, of outside oh, the chickens yes. got out for the first time oh. completely my fault i left the door open overnight which is terrifying because of how what? worried i am about predators oh no uh, not overnight but, that's awful i'm glad so they're all okay yeah so but i didn't leave it yeah. open like i just i left it unlocked yeah, and it kind of um, because our because our door frame is not that perfect, the door is a bit sticky. Mm-hmm. So it was obviously like it it stayed closed all night. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got really windy in the morning, yeah. and so I think the wind blew the door open, and I I woke up and I walked out, and I just had this moment because I was like, Gladys is outside the coop, like, and it was my brain just like did not compute it was like it was like it I had an ocular illusion that the chicken yeah, yeah. was outside the coop um and she was just scratching near the nasturtium like right next to the coop and then I walked around I saw the door was open and that Dan and um Anna were standing like right near the door mm-hmm. scratching around the bottom of the kiwi vine and eating um like because there's so many worms because it's been yeah. raining and they yeah, were just yeah happy but then I, I was like oh no and I, I walked over and as I walked over to um Dan and Anna they, they just walked into the coop like mm. super calmly oh, and then sweet. um 
the problem was I was on the other side of Gladys and so Johnny just got our scrap container and like there was some stuff in it and he shook it and she just followed him raced into the coop <laughs> so it went very well it was good that that has yeah. happened okay um, that's done now we can move on yeah but it makes it makes me think that maybe we might be able to um let them out supervised if we want them to scratch around the bottom yeah. of our trees and things to remove mm-hmm. grass because like mm-hmm. it's nice that they do follow us back in yeah yeah, that is good. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that they're okay. And it is, yeah, like I said, like you, you have to kind of make that mistake, I guess, once or hopefully not twice, but once. Yeah. So then it's done. Like then you sort of have that burned into your memory to like, hey, double check the latch, like make sure it's yeah. all in there. And yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wrecking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, they're pretty good. They don't mind the rain so much, I don't think. Mm. And they're, they're really clean as well. Like they're, I'm watching them and they're just, they must have got a little bit wet and they're all just preening, 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 <laughs> always preening. Fluffing themselves up like a little pillow. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, was it yesterday the day before when we were talking about recording this, that mm. it might be a good idea to talk through our plans for autumn in the garden. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, God, I actually have to think about that. Yes, we should probably plan what we're putting <laughs> into the garden. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, I actually get these really good reminders from um, a, I don't know if it's a company or just a website. Anyway, this website called Garden Ape, so Garden and then A-E-E, and it sends me monthly planting reminders um, based on my climate and um, location. So it tells you, like, this month you should be sowing the seeds for this or planting out your seedlings for this, and then it also tells you when you can harvest those veggies. Um, So I really rely on that when I'm planning out what I'm going to be putting into the yard um, for the coming months. I don't know if anyone else has, um, you know, used that before, but that's a hot tip for me. I just find it so much easier for someone else to have done all the research. I don't have to sort of, like, dig through lists and Google stuff or, you know, look through books and things. It just comes into my inbox every month. And you can choose what time of the month you want to get reminders, whether you want fortnightly or monthly or whatever. So I love that. That's so that's fantastic. What's it called again? Sorry. Garden 8. So garden and then A-T-E, garden8.com. Okay. Yeah. And you can just awesome. like put temperate, um, subtropical, whatever you are. I don't know what your climate is called, but different. I think I'm here. cool. Cool. cool yeah cool, cool temperate cool yeah so um yeah I've got my little list from them and it's quite extensive the stuff that they sell out send out and it also like gives you a, a look ahead into the next month so it says planting in March for Australia and temperate areas which is me and then it also mm. goes into what is coming up so what to plant in April so I can begin to source my seeds for that um Obviously, I've kind of missed March now because it's well over, but, you know, it's better late than never. It's, it's still March. Kind of. Late March. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really, that's a great idea. I really just do, I, it's not a great process and I do this every single season. I want to change it. Um, mm. But I wait too long because I love my current plants and yes. I want to get the maximum yield yeah. out of them mm-hmm. and so I leave them and I don't want to take them out before they're completely done, done. Yeah. yeah and then I end up with the situation that it's slightly too late mm. um, I often it's find not, myself yeah. the same yeah 
like it actually worked well for us this summer, which because I left in all the winter stuff too late. Um, and it just meant that we actually got a good harvest when we were actually here because we were away over Christmas and it wasn't until sort of January and like through to now that our stuff mm-hmm. started really going gangbusters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I'm, I don't like, I've got to rip out the tomatoes. If it wasn't raining this weekend, I'd rip them out. I will mm-hmm. hopefully rip them out if there is a break in the rain. Yeah, I'm going to um, do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though and there's little green tomatoes on there, I'm like, no, they're done. Like I've decided. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, harsh. the temperatures have dropped here quite significantly. Like we've been getting, you know, cool nights again. And yeah. I like it feels like it could frost at any moment. Mm. Um, it probably won't, which is, is good, but. I don't think I don't think it's warm enough now for tomatoes to ripen here. Yeah. Okay. So it's worth probably getting them out. I should have thought about that earlier. Yeah. But I I need this eight garden eight thing because yeah the the resource I normally use is um, gardening Australia do planting sheets. Yeah. So they're good as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And mm. you, yeah, I look at my I choose my climate and then my um, it gives you all the suggestions. Mm. But it's it's pretty broad because it's like mm. you know. February, March, April, May, mm. they're all similar. Like if you had sort of more regular reminders, that would be nice. Yeah, I love it. I'll send you the link so that you don't forget mm. to look it up. But, um, yeah, I think like you were saying, like I have to get better at taking stuff out when I'm when the next crop has to come in, thinking about that rather than when the current crop is properly finished mm. because then it's just sort of like it's not fair to the the little leeks and carrots and stuff that I've got waiting to get planted out. They're just yeah, out yeah. the little seed trays being like, nay, put me in the proper ground. I'm sick of my seed tray. Because <laughs> you um you do starts like in seed trays, yeah, with your special yeah, sprouting method. With my special under sink sprouting mm-hmm. method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going really well. They have moved into their second um, size so seed tray now and they're out in the sun on my balcony waiting for their patch in the yard so yeah, cool that's going well I I'm just know. a little worried this will be the first year that we plant out the seedlings with the ducks um not that they oh, yeah. are that adventurous <laughs> like they don't actually walk around the veggie patch that much um mm. but that might change like maybe they'll just suddenly become more comfortable and decide you know what I'm gonna rip out all these seedlings because they look tasty so yeah it's gonna be a bit of trial and error Having the having Loki, having the rabbit, um, really that drove our decisions to have raised garden beds mm-hmm. because he, I mean he could jump up them, but then we also mm-hmm. put it around. We get a lot of possums here as well, so they yeah, eat right. the seedlings. Um, and we've been having a few mice and possibly rats. It's a bit of a problem, I think, attracted mm-hmm. by the chickens. So we're um, we're trying to get that down, like in a sort of very friendly way, by just not mm-hmm. putting scraps out later mm. in the day so like mm. hopefully there's nothing left but they really like the grain mm. and they seem to be able to get in the coop they're crafty little critters mm. um and i don't mind if we have like just a couple but they ate all my beans oh, and I, no. I, I wanted those beans i mean like they didn't eat two like i'd already got a lot of beans so that was kind of okay but i was expecting a second round and then yeah. the mice got them yeah but yeah i i don't do seed trays and it's mainly laziness Mm -hmm. but it's like partly this idea that if you just put if you direct sow something in the ground there's less um disturbance to the roots yes 
end because we're trying to we are like we're quite, we're quite trying to do the no dig method mm-hmm. and so just leaving because we, we've just in our experience the beds that we haven't um dug and and moving up move things moved things around and all of that they have fewer weeds and mm-hmm. they just seem to be happier like the plants so direct sowing you obviously you disturb yeah. the soil less yeah, yeah yeah but then you have these like tiny little delicate seedlings you have to baby them yeah. make sure everything is okay oh. but i'll let you know how that goes because i plan to direct sow a bunch of um like leeks and broccoli and like all sorts of things mm. for my winter planting yeah or broccoli autumn, but that winter. sounds good yeah. i'm gonna put a tick next to my garden list for broccoli i missed that because mm. i don't read things properly there it is great <laughs> yeah because the way that the way that I've been approaching it, it's is like taking out everything of the bed, mm. and then so like take out the summer bed and like put in the winter mm. bed, rather than sort of just staggering little parts and doing mm. bit by bit. I don't know if that would probably maybe that would be better, <laughs> but um, that's not how I do it. Yeah. But so then I'm trying to actually plan out like to have good companions next to everything. Mm. Yeah, that's do important. you do you consider that much when you're planning? You know what? When I start planning out the garden, I get out a piece of paper and I draw up like a little map and plot out the companion plants and where they should be with the crops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I actually start planting it, that usually goes out the window because I just get carried mm-hmm. away. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I had so many seedlings for leeks. We'll just put them everywhere. And, you know, so I do try and follow like a bit of a plan with the companion planting, but it never works out exactly as I plot out beforehand. Mm-hmm. I think I do all right though. Like I think, yeah, so a few, when I started the garden a few years ago, I planted nasturtiums because I read that they were great companion plants for some other thing. I forget exactly what they were companion, you know, designed to be companion with, but now my garden is just filled with nasturtiums. Like if there's any spare spot, the nasturtium is definitely going to pop up there. Um, yeah. Which is, I don't really mind. I think they're really pretty. And I'm I can be a bit ruthless with them, like pull them out because I've literally got hundreds of them. Um, They're also delicious. They're so good. Yeah, I use their leaves and flowers on on pizza. So you can cook Mm. the leaves and then you just put the fresh flowers on top and it looks really pretty. Yeah, it's good. If I had abundant nasturtium, I would just be making nasturtium salads every day. I I love eating flowers so much. It brings me so much joy. They're like a fairy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like whenever we, whenever we have little kids over, obviously that little kids want to eat everything. Yeah, I always get the nasturtium flower and eat it, and um, they're like, "What? You're you're eating a flower?" I'm like, "Yes, you can eat the flower too." And then they're like, "Oh, that's weird." I'm like, "You just ate a piece of bark. Like, flower is not weird, but yeah. um, yeah." It's pretty cool. They all look like they taste nice. They've got that sort of peppery, rockety taste. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I think I got a bit over it because I've got so much of it, but I, I don't mind it like mixed in with other salad greens. So if I put it in with rocket and baby spinach or something like that, it's pretty good. And other mm-hmm. herbs, like mix it in with herbs and stuff, that's nice. I'm actually going to try this year more companion planting, um, obviously like pairing the veggies together, but more flowering plants and things like mm-hmm. that as well, like some more pollinators in there because I got a bunch of cornflower and salvia seeds and a few other, I think some zinnias and things like that. So going to experiment oh, with dotting them around the garden as well and some asters. So hopefully 
I really hope that they work. I tried putting poppies into the garden a few years ago and that I think it was that really dry year, like it was before or after the horrible fires that we had and they just did not work. But mm. I'm try again. Yeah, yeah, I um I my I, I was into the the flower companion planting mm-hmm. um when I planted out my garden and I put a lot of I put nasturtiums, they did not they were not happy at all in my oh, garden really? bed. Mm. um I think though because I did them over winter and they just like it was too cold the mm. frost just got them. um but calendula and echinacea mm-hmm. are so happy and they're, they're like they're so mm. beautiful and they're great pollinators and I find that um like there's always like really good hoverflies and mm. bees and all these things I want that are like attacking the other pests and I think it's probably why I've had so few pests in the garden is like we just have such good insect life Mm-hmm. Um, but the only problem is the calendula and the echinacea both have done so well they're now like taking up yes. majority of the garden yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah so I think it's time to really well the echinacea is great because it dies over winter I can just cut that right back mm-hmm. so it'll come up good again but mm-hmm. the calendula I think I didn't really think that well about where to put it I just sort mm-hmm. of dotted it sporadically around and um yeah. yeah I think I'm like gonna take it out maybe pop it in like the corners or something yeah that's a good idea maybe I should try and plant out the flowers into the corners instead of in the center of the beds because it's prime real estate really when you think it's such it. prime real estate yeah that just made me think like in terms of dirt real estate because we don't have really edges on our garden beds at the moment I just sort of was a bit rough and ready and dug out the soil and then laid there um cardboard down and sort of built up the soil from there so our beds are just really sort of raised mounds from the ground up no no borders or anything we're going to be adding borders in this season uh, which should help to so that we can plant closer to the edge of the mound like at the moment it's kind of like this weird cross between where the mounds end and the grass begins mm. so there's about 30 centimeters that we can't really do anything with which could be you know really useful space but we've got so many um uh, introduced species in our backyard with big trees and things that we've cut down since we moved in and we're going to be using the logs from those trees to border out the garden bed so that's pretty exciting I'm looking forward to getting that done that'll mm. look lovely yeah I'll send some pictures through we've got one one log at the moment down just to mark out so we could see what it would look like and to just check the aesthetic was on point but yeah no it was mm-hmm. so we're going to keep doing that yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was just going to say before, my the biggest um, challenge I had over winter, so summer pests I seem to have no problem with. Yeah. Winter pests, completely other and completely different story. Um, mm. The cabbage moths, like cabbage moths were just the bane of my existence last mm. year. And so, but also I, my favourite thing to grow over winter last year was garlic, yeah. Yeah, okay. which is supposed to help repel the cabbage moths from yeah. all the brassicas. And um, my friend, who's a fabulous, amazing gardener, who we'll mm-hmm. definitely have to have on the podcast yeah. um, sometime. I get all of my information from her. Basically, mm-hmm. She was saying that she's just going to plant garlic or like other things like chives or onion or yeah. whatever throughout the rest of the plants mm-hmm. to help ward off pests. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I might try that as well. Mm. And you get to maximise the the yield like so because garlic is it's pretty great it you know it's, it's fairly small and streamlined mm. it doesn't like bush out or anything yeah um Same with and so yeah 
Yes, definitely Sam Tries. And so they can just go like wherever. Mm. And shallots or green onion. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. The other big consideration I have with the planning is um because we have a we have great aspect in our backyard that especially in winter, the north sun comes up and really gives an awful lot of sun to the majority mm. like we, we put our beds along the north fence um like sorry the south fence so they get the north sun when we plan to put them there so that's that's good but putting shorter things at the front and taller things at the back mm-hmm. so because last year I made a bit of a mistake where I got all excited I had some broad beans I just whacked them in where I had a trellis I thought this mm. will be great and they went really well that they mm. shaded the entire garden bed because oh, no. um, they yeah. were tall yeah. So this year we've added an extra bed where we've just done like what you've done. We lay down cardboard and then puts compost on top. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to, and so that's just like low to the ground and we're going to put raw beans there. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping they're okay just direct sowing without much protection because Loki doesn't eat raw bean leaves. I don't know why, but mm. I'm pleased about that. That's and good. I don't know how possums and things, if they would eat them, but we'll find out. Yeah, stay tuned. I think I've done direct sow with broad beans before. It's been really easy. Like they're quite mm. vigorous growers. They get big really quick. So I reckon you'll be all right. Sounds good. Mm. I'm just trying to think of like what I'm most excited to grow over the next season. There's just so much. You, you might know this. I always think of like potatoes as a winter vegetable, but we just eat them during winter. We don't actually grow them in winter, do we? We plant them in summer and then eat them in winter. Yeah. Exactly. They're a winter yeah. vegetable because they store well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we grew them. We grew potatoes over summer and mm. they went didn't go that well. But then because we just that's where we're putting the broad beans now. It was like sort of a very basic mm-hmm. bed. We're like, oh, let's chuck in the potatoes, see how it goes. And yeah, they, they don't tolerate cold at all. I mean, no. if you don't get frosts, I don't know, maybe you'd have a longer season, but yeah. not, not over winter. I've just got my, my, I call them my wild potatoes, but they're like my leftover potatoes that I don't dig up and then they sprout into plants and things. I didn't actually put much effort into growing potatoes over the summer, but I do have a few plants out there that are looking like they'll be ready to harvest soon. So that's, that's exciting. I do love potatoes, but I'm looking forward to eating those over autumn. Mm. And I do, I do already have some carrots and things out in the yard growing, but I'm going to add some more in so that I don't have like a big harvest and then nothing left growing. Um, mm. so those are just carrots about ready are, to plant yeah. Out. yeah carrots oh, are so beetroots. good I like yeah. oh yep beetroots mm. I just like chucking carrots anywhere because obviously I like carrots but the rabbit and the chickens both love carrot tops like they go mm. crazy for them so um they're good also if you ever let them go to seed and flower carrots have like some of the most beautiful flowers really oh. yeah and the like the insects love them but they're really gorgeous and delicate yeah what happens to the carrots when the tops go to seed so they um you know when you have a carrot like there's the orange sort of juicy tasty part yeah it's nice and then there's the like root, sort of this yeah. yellow core in the inside yeah, yeah, like yeah. a lighter core yeah, yeah yeah so once they start to go to seed the stem thickens and that core like all the nice orange sugary part disappears and goes like i guess it feeds the Oh. It's surely like the sugar store for the plant, mm. right? In order for it to yeah. to bloom, um, and so it all thickens, and then you end up with just that sort of 
like taproot. Like, it just looks like a normal taproot. It's sort of mm. a yellow, very fi- yellow, very fibrous um, situation. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's so interesting. Oh, I might, I might leave a couple to go to seed just for fun. I don't mind. There's in- I do that every now and then with stuff that I plant just to see what happens. Like it's a good way to learn about how it all works. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you save the seed? Yes. I try to. No. Um, it doesn't always work, but yeah, most of the seeds I just um, at least have a crack at saving. And then mm. uh, whatever I don't see, say, manage to save myself, or if I want to try planting something different, I usually just order seeds online in a big bunch for the next you know year or so and then I keep them in the fridge until I'm ready to plant them out mm. Mm. I should have kept mine in the fridge this um it's funny because this time last year COVID was obviously taking yeah. off yeah and you know all the nurseries didn't have any plants like because everyone was going crazy just buying everything no. yeah and then all the seeds were gone and yeah. so we ordered some seeds from this like you know nice sounding seed company in Australia and then they they had so many orders and then they just put up a thing on their website and was like we are not taking any more orders we will do our best and like, we are not answering our phones <laughs> so you couldn't even call to like cancel the order or to ask anything because I could just imagine there's like two people being like oh my god we've got to send all the seed so anyway, they arrived like way too late to plant. Like they arrived, yeah. they're, they're all winter veg and they arrived in like October. Not something mm-hmm. ridiculous. But it means we have them now. Yeah. And we got some really cool varieties. So they've got like a multi um, head broccoli. So usually because oh, cool. like broccoli yeah. just has one, but this yeah. one will have multi. That's awesome. Oh. And like the Romanesco ones that look like yeah, a yeah. cool spiral. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I'm excited to see all the different types of broccoli popping up in your yard. But actually, I do have to do a seed order. I'm just looking through my list and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to put a new order in for the pop up on, on seeds. I wonder if we order through the same company. Maybe we can say who they are since we just talked about how they delivered your seeds really, really late. Um, no, but yeah. they were like, I think it, it was extremely understandable. understandable. Like yeah. I, I don't think that was on them at all. They're just they're a they're a small company, and then the mm. demand yeah. was um crazy. I don't actually remember the name of one. So yeah, what I'm just trying to. You use? I'm just trying to remember the name as well. Maybe I don't remember. It's like Australian Organic Plants Online or something. Very generic sounding. I don't know. Yeah, a I bunch of a words. Like name. It was it was what came up when you googled like seeds, seeds Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Anyway, I'll, I'll find out when I do the order. Maybe I'll I'll pop a, pop a post up and um, give a shout out to the company for you know doing so well in the pandemic last year. Yeah, <laughs> all that stress. Yeah. I feel bad for everyone having to sell tomatoes in mid March. It's just weird. I know. I, yeah, I remember listening to the radio at the time, and I think um, Costa from Gardening Australia was a guest on the interview, and he was like. You know, it's great. Everyone's getting into gardening and it's it's wonderful. But if you're planting tomatoes now, maybe you just don't because you're not actually planting them at the right time of year and you won't get that much out of them. It's like maybe try some other winter bench. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plant, yeah. Your, plant your burdock or your thymes or your kohlrabi or your leeks and those sorts of things. So yeah. <laughs> it was very funny yeah. watching all of that unfold. Well, yeah, it, terrifying and it is funny and when hilarious. You, yeah. yeah yes terrifying and hilarious that is a great summary because it's that thing like if you're not you know if you haven't tried and failed and you know what it is totally worth 
planting a tomato in mid-March and yeah. seeing it not happen <laughs> because yeah. then you, you're like, wow, it's not just when I want. Yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting like how, how you don't know that and then you just know. Like this, and even now, mm. you know, I've been experimenting for a couple of different seasons like over mm-hmm. the years and I'm still surprised. I'm like, oh, I didn't realise that that actually needed to go in in February to establish then yeah. be there all winter and then harvest in spring. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm always missing the window for um, asparagus. <laughs> mm. <laughs> always like, because it takes a long time to grow. Yeah, one day I'll read the reminder email and I'll know now is the time. To when do you plant it? I don't know. It's not on this list. Not now. <laughs> so not now. Not now. No. I think it's late winter. Yeah. Like August. Could be. It takes, it takes like my brain is telling me that it takes like a year but I don't know if that's true so. yeah so asparagus you um I remember now because when we bought our bare rooted fruit trees they were also mm. selling the asparagus crowns mm. and they're so cool they look like noodles like oh <laughs> squishy dirty and um you put them in like same time you put your bare rooted fruit trees like sort of late winter and then they grow over the summer but and you get this beautiful fern like foliage but mm. you can't eat them yet mm. and then the next year you can eat them okay hmm. it's, it's a long investment yeah what are those i'm having a moment where um i forget the word for the vegetable there's another plant artichoke yeah oh, i was like let's play a game yeah. <laughs> Sorry, describe spoiler. a vegetable no. yeah it looks like a lotus oh, but it's pointy and hard <laughs> that's probably what i was artichoke yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are another like slow maturing veg. I think they'd be really interesting to plant. I think I would probably be too nervous to plant um, asparagus and artichoke out in my yard. I'd want to put them in a pot so that I can, you know, take care of them a bit better if they're going to take up so much of my garden time. Mm. <laughs> you know? But I mean, you need to put asparagus in the ground, I think, because yeah. it turns out runners. Yeah. Or a very, very artichoke. big pot, maybe a giant pot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't told you um, yet. I should have mentioned it in our What's Growing On segment. Yeah. But my favourite thing in the garden at the moment is Jerusalem artichoke. Ah, cool. It's like, it's, it, it is the healthiest, happiest plant I have yeah. ever seen. And I just, they're, they're unreal. And I reckon everyone should plant them. Though... Lots right. of people um, don't like to plant them because they can go a bit mad and you mm. can't get rid of them. But oh um, have you ever had one? Uh, maybe like preserved or pickled, I think. I don't think I've had fresh Jerusalem. Mm. Mm. So the um, you eat the tubers, like the, mm. the roots, and they, they look like ginger. Mm. The first time I ever saw them, I was at the farmer's market trying to buy ginger Mm-hmm. And I kept picking up this thing and people would be like, that's Jerusalem artichoke. And I was like, what is Jerusalem artichoke? And why doesn't ever anyone have any ginger? Yeah. Um, but obviously, because it was totally not the season to have ginger mm-hmm. and it was the season for Jerusalem artichoke. But I didn't, I never made the connection. I knew that that's what they're this funny, weird looking root. Mm-hmm. But once I was, um, I was riding my bike down at one of the fancy streets in Canberra and there was this like hedge that had all these like tiny sunflowers all over the hedge. And mm-hmm. I got home and I Googled like sunflower hedge 
bushy sunflower, like trying yeah. to work out what the plant was. And then um, I eventually worked out that it was a Jerusalem artichoke. Yeah. And it's sometimes called sunchokes. Um, oh. But they're a member of the sunflower family. They have like their thick stem like a sunflower, but they grow as like a the multi stems and like lots of flowers mm. all over them. And the flowers are like Ooh. more like they're just like a daisy size. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're a long outback fence. And I just, my friend gave me a couple. I chucked them in the clay. Mm. I did nothing. I didn't water them. I didn't pay any attention to them. Loki like ate them down to the ground a couple of times. And they are now three meters tall. Whoa, I'm going to get some of those. Give me some of that. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. So you plant them um, like in winter when the ground is cold. Mm-hmm. And then they start to come when the, the earth heats up. Beautiful. I'll give that a try. Definitely. Oh, yeah. we are in for an exciting few months, my friend. <laughs> I hope so. It's a challenging yeah. few months, though, the old winter. Yeah, I don't mind. I think I like, well, I don't know. I always change my mind. I think I like winter better than summer. Just wish mm-hmm. the rain would go away. At the moment, I feel like it's never going to stop raining. So there's nothing to look forward mm-hmm. to outside. <laughs> but I'm sure in a few yeah. weeks, we'll be long gone. But, you know, we are it in It would be nice it? if we could Lanina. space it out. Yeah, if we yeah. Could spread it out yeah, <laughs> a little more, it would be nice. I could get out there and fix up those trellises and pull the tomatoes out and I'd be feeling much more productive. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, I'm just yeah, standing you... at the kitchen window looking longingly out at the big mess going, oh, I want to go fix it. Why can't I go out there and, you know, dig around a bit? I could. I just get a bit wet. Or maybe I should just do it. Yeah. Yeah, just chuck on. I've got gumboots in my favourite gardening outfit. Yeah. See, I should get myself a pair of gumboots. I wear barefoot shoes most of the time, so oh. gumboots feel weird on my feet now because I've been wearing the barefoot-style shoes for three years. Anything with any sort of structure just feels like I'm wearing a brick on the bottom of my foot. Yeah, like they're definitely not comfortable. They, yeah. like, I've just, I've got a pair from Rivers that I love. I used to have a pair from Aldi that I loved because I don't think you need to pay a lot of money for mm. someone to make a rubber shoe. Yeah. Like it's, it's we've perfected that as a society. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. Um, and, but like rubber doesn't have a lot of give, right? So mm. you, you put your foot in and you're like, Oh, I guess my foot will mould to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it feels. I hate it. Oh, God. Yeah. But gummies are probably worth it this season. If it's only just for like an hour a day or so, I'm sure my foot will survive. Well, my both of my feet, not just one foot. <laughs> <laughs> you only need one, I mean. No, you don't. You really need two. I, I had one foot out of action last year. It was the worst. Oh, I reckon it's yeah, probably the best. best to use two feet, so i'm just watching the rain it's not getting any better oh dear yeah i apologize if it's been noisy i was i was sitting out under my porch and then it started raining so i've come into my art studio and it has a tin roof and so i'm like um maybe there's a lot of tin background but no i can't hear anything from your end you might be able to hear the rain on our tin roof outside but anyway it's atmospheric it adds to the the feel of the episode it's a, it's authentic like people will know that we're not lying that it's raining <laughs> why would we lie about that? just content content to talk let's about pretend it's raining let's pretend it's raining. make up some weather
Oh, beautiful. Well, that was a great feel, chat. Yeah, and I feel our conversation has uh, evolved. We should, yeah, <laughs> we, we should wrap it up. Very good. Right. I'm going to hit stop recording. So thanks very much for joining us and we'll record another episode sometime soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.